0: hey what's up everybody it's chris de stefano aka chris to de stefano i'm a stand-up comedian and today's history video is about christmas Ooh. today's about christmas babes i'm gonna tell you in this video how we went from celebrating the birth of a baby who definitely wasn't born in december to celebrating a fat white man coming down your chimney and playing with your children while the parents are drunk off eggnog. So the first question probably is what is Christmas? What is it? Well, it's the birth of Jesus Christ. That's what we're celebrating. Who you think was born December 25th? No. How could he be born December 25th? There were shepherds. It had to be warm out if there were shepherds. So nobody knows really why they picked December 25th. We just definitely know it's fake news. What some people believe is that probably December 25th was based off the celebration, the pagan celebration of the winter solstice, which goes from December 18th to December 25th. It's just a little peggy-waggy celebration of winter solstice. And you know what winter solstice is on December 21st? It's when, you know, the sun is cold. In the early 4th century, Christianity began to take hold in the Roman world. The Italians, Christianity started to come in, fucking Italians. Roman world. And so, but Christianity didn't like the little pagan celebrations. They didn't like any of them. Okay. They said, no, 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 no. They didn't want them. And the biggest one they had to compete with was the festival of the invisible sun. You're saying, oh, what's Natalis Solis Invicti? I'll tell you. Natalis Solis Invicti was the birth of the invisible sun. Yeah. Sounds like something Kyrie Irving made up, but It's not. The Natalis Solis Invicti, it actually honored, fun fact, it honored uh, the pagan god which was known as Saturn, which is also what my grandpa used to drive. Natalis Solis, sounds hot. Hey Natalis Solis. Don't forget the world we're living in. The Romans had all these different gods. Jupiter, Pluto, Mars, Princess Diana. They had all these different gods. What the Christians wanted was monotheism. Forget about the gods. We just have one god, baby Jesus and Dr. Fauci. For the pagan Romans, they were polytheist. That means they celebrated many gods. And one of the big ones, one of the big gods was Saturn, Saturnalia, which put it up right here. Saturnalia. One of those big gods was Saturnalia and that was a festival, that was like a winter festival that they would celebrate from December 17th to the 25th and it was very similar to Christmas. There was drinking, there was cheering, there was dancing and so the Christians got this idea, let's steal the festival of Saturnalia because you know they're all having fun and getting drunk and let's celebrate the birth of our one little god, little baby Jesus who just fits right there in the little palm of your hand, little white baby Jesus. So the Council of Nicaea taking it all the way back, 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 back to May of 325 BCE or BEC, bacon, egg and cheese. Remember one thing too, guess who became a Christian? Emperor Constantine, that's right. First Roman emperor to ever become a Christian emperor Constantine. Once Constantine becomes the first Christian Roman emperor, he's got a big job. He's got to find a way to unite the people. Now, this is before the media and booster shots, so there was no way to unite them. You couldn't make up a virus, and you couldn't just play these games, because CNN didn't exist yet. So what he had to do was use the church. Ooh, the church. And how Constantine used the church was he basically formed this council called the Council of Nice and all the heads of state got together and they just formulated the Christian religion as we know it today. It is wild, the Council of Nicaea, because they just like picked what gospels, they just like picked what we take as gospel and doctrine. They just like, just a few guys in a room just picked it. They're the real algorithm. They are the real algorithm. Council of Nicaea, the original algorithm. That's on next week's video. So what did the Council of Nicaea do? Well, they said, how is a church built? They formed the liturgy that we go still celebrate today. And of course, they picked what days are we going to celebrate our big holidays? What day is Easter? When did Jesus' dead body rise into the heavens? When was Jesus born? They tried to figure all this out. It was just a group of men, 318 bishops, who were basically the rock stars, of the church back then got together in a room and decided what we literally take as gospel today. All these gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, decided at this Council of Nicaea, which is just a town in Turkey right now. It's just a cute little town in Turkey that everybody probably gets along in. So the church had to do some math in trying to rationalize when Jesus' birthday was. The first big thing was, when did Mary, Jesus' mother, even get pregnant? Because the angel Gabriel came down and said, here's your baby. And I know what some of you guys are thinking. Angel Gabriel, could it be pronounced Angel Gabriel? Does he sound Puerto Rican? Yeah. Is he the father? Probably. So it's been argued that since the world was allegedly created on the spring equinox, that nine months later would be December, a.k.a. when Jesus is born. So Jesus must have been conceived on the spring equinox by god joseph or angel gabriel but i don't know there's really no rhyme or reason there's really no rhyme or reason now as you might be watching this video you might say is jesus even real we're gonna get to that the church was basically like listen if we make it at the same time as their winter solstice festival Saturnalia, then they'll celebrate christmas it'll just be seamless we'll get them in we'll get everybody working it's just a little bit of propaganda and we're gonna get to how propaganda ties into Christmas. One word, Germany. Listen, winter solstice, Saturnalia, was celebrated by gambling, drinking, having sex, running around, playing games, playing music. What does that sound like today? Sounds like Christmas Eve in my house. Genuinely sounds like Christmas Eve in my house. And then somebody gets punched in the face and thrown out. What's up, Uncle Todd? So it's just like Christmas, Saturnalia and Christmas is hashtag samesies, except Christmas, we go to church. Saturnalia, they didn't go to church because they didn't have church. They're dirty pagans. So what the pagans were doing when they were celebrating the winter solstice was going and grabbing a bunch of evergreens and plans to celebrate life, the cycle of life. And, you know, wanting to hope for food for the next year for a good harvest. And that's what I'm doing. When I celebrate Christmas, I'm grabbing all the Bud Lights I can and drunkenly eating my aunt Janet's chicken rollatini. Now we get to my favorite people, the Germanic tribes. Heide Schweide Heide. What the Germanic tribes started to do is light the Yule log, which we still do and decorate the evergreens. Hello, the Christmas trees. You see how smart Germans can be and how thoughtful and festive. I know because of the history of Germany, you want to be mad at Germany, and I understand. But if you want to get rid of Germany, then unfortunately you're going to get rid of Christmas because the Germans invented it in the 16th century. Oops, I didn't know that. Oh, did we invent Christmas? Yes. So deal with our other atrocities. Because at least you got Christmas out of it. It's widely believed that 16th century Protestant reformer Martin Luther, my second favorite Martin Luther, is the first one who started to put candles on the tree. That's the guy who was credited with that. He added the candles to a tree and um, made a celebration that still goes on today. He was the first one to do it. My second favorite Martin Luther. You know that I love Martin Luther King. I wish that this Martin Luther was shot outside a hotel in the South. Now let's get to my favorite part, everyone's favorite part, Santa Claus. Santa Claus, AKA Tim Allen. Nobody really knows officially where it came from. What a lot of people think though, is Santa Claus was based off the medieval festival of Saint Nicholas of Mira. There was a medieval festival of Saint Nicholas of Mira and what basically what the festival was, was a Saint Saint Nicholas would come and give gifts to the children. I know what you're thinking. Who'd be the perfect person to play the real St. Nicholas? Michael Jackson. (laughs) So how did St. Nicholas first enter American culture? Well, he came in the late 18th century when the Dutch families, because don't forget the Dutch used to rule the American continent. Okay. They, the Dutch were here. They were in New York. They were in all these 13 colonies. The Dutch were here with their wooden shoes and they were the first ones to come up with this Santa Claus idea that would actually celebrate his death, which was, I believe, some people believe to be on December 6th. Dutch families used to gather to honor the death of Sint Nicholas. They would call him Sint Nicholas because they speak freaky deaky Dutch. And to shorten that, they would shorten it with Sinterklaas, Sinterklaas for short. And that's how we came up with Santa Claus because the Dutch don't know how to speak. So we came up with Santa Claus. And so Santa Claus really came in in about the late 18th century. And Santa Claus from here, things get wild. The Santa Claus, oh, you thought Santa Claus had a bag of toys in his sack? Well, he did it. You know me. I'm Chris De Stefano. I'm not going to talk about Santa Claus without talking about war. The modern image of Santa Claus, guess when it was created? The Civil War, baby. That's right. You can get mad if you want to at the Civil War and say it caused a lot of problems, but it gave us Santa Claus. So two wins. The Civil War and Germany, big winners. We created Christmas, and out of the Civil War, yes, we abolished slavery, but even more important, we got Santa Claus. Santa Claus was created by a Civil War cartoonist. Yeah, a Civil War cartoonist named Thomas Nast, he drew our image of Santa Claus as union propaganda he drew the image of Santa Claus to basically protest the government's indecisiveness on paying their soldiers. So it's not a sack of toys on Santa Claus in his sack. It's enlisted men. It's a sack of enlisted men. That's what it's supposed to be. Uh, just a nice sack of enlisted men on his back to protest the government's indecisiveness on paying. I bet you didn't know that. Santa Claus's sack. That's a good name for a porn. He's holding a dress sword and a belt buckle to represent the army. Cool. Kit. The toy horse. That's a callback to the Trojan horse representing the treachery of the government. And he's got a pocket watch to show that the United States Congress is running out of time to pay the army and the navy. Whoa. Look at those factuals. Now, where did we get Santa flying with the reindeer? Well, came in 1822. There was a minister, his name was Clement Clark Moore. He wrote a Christmas poem called An Account of a Visit from St. Nicholas. But really, we know it as Twas the Night Before Christmas, everyone's favorite Christmas jingle, which has now been replaced by All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. And there you have it. That's how we went from little baby Jesus, just a little festival of baby Jesus, to fat-ass Santa coming down the chimney. It involved pagans, all these different rituals. It involved Christianity coming into Rome and trying to get their grips and religion, get their grips into things and changing things, you know, right before our eyes and noses. They change it all. Um, And, you know, Germany came in and, of course, just made things cute, cute, cute. I mean, Germany, they came in there. They started decorating those trees. Um, They said that we know how to make this cute and spicy, Um, you know, pagans, which I don't know. I don't know who a pagan is today. Who is a pagan today? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who the modern day pagans are, but you know who they are. So they, unfortunately, they got their festivals thrown out the goddamn window by the Christians. The Christians, we're, unfortunately, we're known for doing that. We take people's ideas and we steal them and we make them our own. We're like uh, Thomas Edison's and Elon Musk is my God that I pray to from Saturnalia. And, 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 you know, listen, here, in truth, here it is. Here it is, is things evolve. It's like a game of telephone. What once starts as a birth of baby Jesus, you know, with three wise men and shepherds turns into a fat man coming down a chimney. And there are steps to get there, but this is the human story, right? It's just little, 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 little bits of change. And at the end of the day, what are we actually celebrating? Some are celebrating the birth of Jesus. Some are celebrating Santa Claus. Some are celebrating drinking with your friends and family. What I'm celebrating is... Love, happiness, and the spirit of kindness. And I'm celebrating Jeff Bezos. Thank you for being a modern day Santa Claus and getting, being able to get the gifts to the family members that I forgot about in record time. I really appreciate it and I'm really happy that we were able to mention you and you'd be a part of our story. Can I have some money? Well, there you have it. That was our Christy DiStefano segment, all about Christmas. Please like and subscribe to right here. Click that button, youtube.com slash Christy Comedy. We're coming at you with history videos every week. Tell us a topic you want to hear about. Tell us the facts we got right, the facts we got wrong. And as always, don't blame it on me. It's Venetia's fault.